morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to the coaching staff, episode number 74. We are back. We are better than ever. I am here with the maestro, the man, the myth, the legend, the the big stick in the Cedar, Cedar River. I don't know. I, I, I ran out of superlatives. Tony. Tony Biff. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing well. You know, you, you can't complain about the weather, 50s and 60s this, this time of the year and sunshine. I don't know. There's times I just walk outside and see this sun and, and begin to smile yeah. so yeah it's, it's yeah. been good how yeah. about you what's that how about you and the big o uh, we're doing good it's 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 nice uh went up to south dakota last weekend to see our son and and got to see the sdsu women play and uh they've they've had gosh three or four rotation kids that have gotten hurt this year uh c- catastrophic like season ending type of stuff uh yeah. and they're and they're still really clipping along um and uh they're they're finding a way to to continue to win games, and so uh, that's been that's been really fun. Of course, um, our season's over, uh, which just stinks. You know, it's the as they say, it's it's not the long fall that that hurts you. It's the sudden drop, and it's the sudden you know the sudden ending to it. And uh, like most coaches, uh, you know, at this time of the year, we start hitting those sudden endings, and it's and it's really really difficult. So, um, good luck to everybody that's still playing. I wish we were still playing. Uh, had a terrific group of kids this year, and and uh, we did a lot of really really good things. Um, did things the right way. Really believe that. So um, so we're we're excited here. So uh, but let's dive into it here, Tony. Episode number seventy four. I've got three jerseys for you here. Three jersey number seventy four. Uh, one baseball player and two American footballers. <laughs> Guessing some O linemen. One um, is an offensive lineman. Oh, only one. Yes. Okay, and then D lineman. A de- defensive lineman. Yes. Okay. Baseball seventy four. Uh, was John Wetland? Was he seventy four for the Yankees? Nope. No. Uh, Yankees' greatest rival closer is where he made his name. Okay. So we're talking Red Sox. Nope, uh, the, they're their National League greatest rival. Sorry. Oh, their National League greatest rival. Um, so the Dodgers. Yep. Was it Gagne? Nope. Good guess. No? Okay. Uh, more recent than Gagne. Shoot. More recent than Gagne. Kenley Jansen. There it is. Well done. Now you need an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. <sighs> defensive lineman. I'm trying to think. Was it Floyd? Was was it? I think Floyd's the last name. I cannot think of the first name right now. It is not that. Okay. <laughs> um, Ted Hendricks. It is not the Stork. Okay. He was like 83 or something like that. 60s and 70s. 60s and 70s. Also out of Los Angeles. Huh. Fred Dreyer? That is incorrect. That is your third guess. Tony, I'm going to have a guest person give us the answer here. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
I, I'm friends with Merlin Olson too. He's comes over. Merlin Olson. On occasion. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Burgundy for you there. So Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson, yes. Uh and the other one, uh Houston Euler, I believe. Ooh, Mike Munchak? Nope. Stensrud. Nope. Had a son, legendary linebacker. Matthews. Bruce Matthews. There it is. There it is. Bruce Matthews. Clay. Yeah, Clay. Yep. So, like Meatloaf said back in 1977, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, I don't know if I would have got that one. That was that was a good one. Yeah. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> of many leather-bound books. <laughs> oh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. All right. Episode 74, before we get too stupid too quick. Uh and and we kind of alluded to it earlier here. Uh, it's, I, I don't know if dealing with the end of the season is is the right thing. Uh, working through the end of the season, uh, just just what you should be thinking at the end of the season. Uh, and Tony, your your uh, sophomore team is done, but you're still helping out the varsity here on the tournament trail. So technically, you're still you're still going to work every day. Still going to work, you know, and, and John was talking today about the fact that, you know, this time of the year, you know, you take each day that you get that next 24 hours as a, you know, as a gift and you celebrate it and you enjoy it. And then your mentality changes a little bit in terms of as you get ready to play, you just want to make sure that you keep winning, whether it's by one or whatever, you just want to make sure you keep winning and guarantee yourself some more time. And so we, we tip tomorrow night against Waterloo East. And so we were at home. Uh, number one seed in our region so that'll be be a good environment to play in and try to get you know a chance to play another game next week yeah yeah um so you know it's 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 something that i've had a chance to to think about and to to go through um you know unfortunately this is year 28 and and this is year 28 that uh we have not won the last game uh which is frustrating uh but uh, there's there's a lot of things that you you should be looking at here. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought uh, uh, of this, Tony. Um, I think one of the most important things that you do as the when the season winds up here is just try to to slow uh, to slow down uh, with with everything to kind of breathe a little bit as it as it were. Uh, you don't want to jump to to any conclusions one way or another hey this was this was an awesome year or man do i stink as a head coach even though those thoughts go through your head uh um you know i'm ready to throw myself in front of an 18 wheeler because i goofed this up or whatever um you know just i I think one of the most important things is is like i said just kind of take a deep breath take as much time as you need to uh really mentally recover it's it's it is a tremendous sprint that we go on it is an extended sprint through and we go through two holiday seasons we go through thanksgiving we go through christmas the weather is crummy in a lot of places that people are listening to that that we're coaching through um you're probably going to get sick <laughs> you know uh mm-hmm. my, my my son uh is kind of going through his first coach's crash uh and he's been out of school the last couple of days because he's just been just wiped out just wiped out and and so i think the, the the one of the most important things that you can do when you get to 
the end of your season is to really just try to remember what it's like to live life as a normal human being again, I, I think is a big part of it, Tony. That's that's where I thought I would lead off here. Yeah, you know, just one of those things where you try to get back into it. And the point that you brought up that I thought was really good is the coaches crash and the fact that a lot of times as soon as the season's over, coaches do get sick, you know, whether it's the flu or, or, or you know, or cold or whatever the, the case may be. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where you do that. And there's some things you get towards the end that you also want to make sure that you do as well. One of the first things I did um, is I, I ended up writing down for – every one of our players, these are things that you should be working on in the off season and sending that to them in an email. And it was kind of neat. The number of guys that were like, Hey, this is awesome. Thank you so much, coach. I plan on, you know, doing this. Thank you for the feedback and stuff like that. Um, you know, but yeah, that's just something that you want to make sure that you provide them so that they have a plan going into the off season. Unfortunately for us, um, you know, John invited, I believe it was uh, seven, eight, nine of our freshmen, our sophomore guys, I'm sorry, to come up and keep practicing with the varsity so they can get that, but keep getting that touch in there. And I think of them, seven of them took him up on it. And, and then uh, they've had some stuff where they have some extra uniforms. So they're going to rotate three guys through and let them suit in the tournament run. So oh, hopefully wow. they'll continue to whet their appetite going forward. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's great to hear. Uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, you're kind of bringing me to a, another point that I had, Tony, and and I've talked about this on the the pod on various different formats. Uh, but I I think that it's important that uh, and you've kind of opened the door to this already, Tony. Uh, but to you know communicate your off season expectations and essentially um, you know start thinking about when you're going to sit down with your players individually after the season and and what uh what you feel like is important to talk to them about uh i think one of the things that you have to do when you're in those situations is you've really got to be ready to listen uh you know hey tell me about this tell me about your experience and and not every kid is going to come in and say hey coach i had a great experience this was this was awesome you may have some kids that come in and say Oh God, you know, coach, I really just, I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. And, and that's, it's okay. You're not going to make everybody happy. If you wanted to make everybody happy, do magic tricks or sell ice cream, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that you're, you, you have that list of things. Hey, Billy, here's two or three, you know, here's the three things that you did well this year. Here's, here's the one big thing I want you to work on in the off season. I, if, if you want to move up, if you want to play for, for coach John, you, you've got to, you've got to really work on this in the off season. It's going to give you the best chance to have a chance to play for him next year. Um, but I, I, I think one of the things that you can, one of the best things that you can do is just say, Hey, tell me about your experience this year. What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, and, and do your best to listen, uh, to try and understand where they're coming from. Sometimes they're going to say stuff that makes sense. Sometimes they're going to say stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Sometimes they're going to say stuff that, from your perspective, you're going to feel like that's just an outright fabrication. Uh, that, that No, that's not the way it happened, Billy. 
and, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to agree to disagree with you on this, but I think you you really have to be careful with that. Not not to say that you can't do that. You you are by in in, in all means if a, if a kid is saying, "Coach, you cussed me out like crazy five times this year." No, Billy, I've I've never used profanity around you, let alone cuss you out five different times this year in front of the whole team. You know those type of things. You have a right to say that. I'm sorry, that just didn't happen. But I uh, you know sometimes the greatest question that you can ask is just tell me about your experience. What did you like? What didn't you like? And you let the conversation go from there and, and let those players uh, express themselves uh, because sometimes we as coaches need to hear hard truths. We're going to make mistakes. We're, we're not going to handle the team perfectly in every situation. And the sooner that you realize that, the better coach you're going to be. Uh, and there might be times where there's situations where you felt like you handled everything okay, and the team did not feel that way. And and you need to to learn from those situations as well. So uh, those postseason meetings, and and I would I would also make this recommendation, Tony. And this is uh, based on my own experiences. Big mistake that I made. Uh, if you have postseason meetings with players, and I obviously I encourage you to do that. Wait until after your team banquet. You've kind of closed the door on last year. Now we're going to move forward on to next year and what adjustments we need to make. So uh, I've always waited until after our season is over to have those individual meetings with our players, kind of let everything cool down a little bit, get some perspective. Something that might be bothering them three days after the season might be something they completely forget about three weeks after the season, and it's really not that big a deal. But uh, that's, that's a big one for me. Yeah, I think you have to get some perspective and, and get away from it for a while because like, you know, like us, you know, when, when you're in the middle of something and, you know, you may not make the most rational decision, but if you can give yourself some time, it might be 48 hours, it might be a week, it might be two, it might be a month, you know, who knows, but you've got to get away from it for a while, gain some perspective. And the thing that I really like that you brought up there too was the fact that these postseason meetings, it's about listening. Um, you know, your, your growth can occur at this time if you ask an open-ended question and then you sit back and you listen. And, you know, like you said, there's some things that are going to carry some weight that you, you need to hear and need to learn and need to grow from. And there's things that, you know, that it can just kind of like water under the bridge and just let it go. Mm-hmm. And there are other things, like you said, you can agree to disagree on. You know, um, you know, and that, the, the thing that I think is important in these postseason meetings as well is to make sure that you're not by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you have an assistant coach with you as well. Um, I think it's important for them to be a part of it and to listen. But also, you know, they can help to provide uh another perspective and some objectivity as far as things go as well. And then once the meeting's over, you guys can kind of, you know, spitball when it's over and and see what the takeaways were and and what was good and maybe what you were surprised by and what you didn't see coming type of stuff. Mm -hmm. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out 
the A Pen and a Napkin video library. What else you got, Tony? You know, another thing that, that I like to do, too, for our guys, uh, you know, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the platform of Google Classroom, but uh, we use Google Classroom quite a bit. Uh, we put our scouts in there, um, everything, but the the uh, hand-drawn uh, diagrams and stuff on there, and then I'll get them a paper copy of those, but it kind of goes through and it gives them, you know, a little bit about their personnel, and, and then uh, it gets into some of the strategy and stuff like that with it. it I put game notes in there because a lot of times during a game, for me anyway, I, I focus more on correcting and what we need to do better or differently in order to win the game, mm-hmm. and they don't always get what they did well. Um, and so I do put my game notes in there after I've watched film. Um, but the other thing that I do is I do a postseason packet with them. I try to make sure all of our guys' names are listed. The results of all of our games are in there. Uh, who was the leading scorer? I also try to make sure we don't just emphasize scoring. Who had the most rebounds during the season? Who had the most steals? Who had the most blocks? Who had the most assists? That type of stuff. And then I, I try to do a little bit of a fun award with them. Like I, I try to build a pretty good relationship with them, as I'm sure 99% of the coaches do. When I try to have a little bit of fun and have some funny awards at the end, to just you know things that during the season that, that hopefully you know we're, we're shared laughs we're you know and sometimes a little bit more serious and just you know i had a kid that uh we rotated uniforms but he was at everything he was at every game home and away at every practice and just you know i told i let him know mr dependability could always count on him you know and just do some of those things for him too just to let him know how much you truly appreciate the sacrifice and stuff that they make because you know we talk a little bit with our guys about the fact that yes you know you you get the stuff on announcements and the varsity guys are the ones that get their names in the paper and stuff like that. Yeah. What sometimes the, the student body doesn't see is that, Hey, during Christmas break, you're here. Yeah. Uh, weekends, you're here yeah. uh, practicing. All those guys are out doing whatever, you know, you're here uh, getting better and, and different things like that. So we try to do some of those things just to let them know that they are appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I had, Tony was, finding some some time completely away um you know i'm gonna go down to the state tournament <clears throat> excuse me in lincoln this week um and um and and carter's coming back from uh from south dakota to spend a, a few days with me it's kind of a, one of our little traditions uh and we're just gonna watch a lot of ball but also you know uh carl and i are gonna find some time to get away and to to do some things together uh, completely away from basketball. Uh, again, you know, I'm sure you and Rita, when 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 the when the Cougar varsity team is done, you and Rita will find some time to to get away and to do your stuff. Uh, but but just completely unplug for a while, except from a pen and a napkin podcast. A completely unplug from from what you're doing, and and give your spouse that attention that they need. Give your family that attention that they need. Again, I'm in a little bit different situation. You and I, Tony, we're seasoned and experienced. Our kids are older. Uh, and so, but, but if you're a younger coach, block off an entire weekend of just, I'm not sending emails. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to go take my kids to the zoo or I'm going to, we're going to go do this and this and this, and just revisit that part of your life. Uh, and, and I talked about you know, breathing and, and, and kind of not jumping to any conclusions on anything like that. This is separate from that. This is a conscientious effort 
to completely unplug from something that has dominated your life for the last three to five months, depending on your situation. And so uh, that seems like a simple thing, but we all know uh, if we're in this profession, we're really competitive, we're hyper-competitive, we're hardworking people, and we have to conscientiously make those decisions to turn it off uh, to be fair to those that support us the most, which is our loved ones. Most definitely. And, you know, and the other thing that I would kind of go along that way as well is the fact that, um, you know, read a book, you know, just do something that you enjoy. Go back to some of those. Le- books. Leatherbound books? Yeah, leatherbound with yeah, mahogany. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, just to go back and, and kind of get to that side of it as well, because a lot of times, you know, we can kind of get out of whack, so to speak, in terms of the fact that we are driven by watching film and practice planning and, you know, organization and this that and the other and so it's just good to get back and, and kind of get in that balance again and, and unplug for a while you know last night a good friend of mine uh they had a game to go to state and they played it at kennedy high school so i went up and watched it mm-hmm. um but you know and like you talked about there's there's that time to, to connect and do some different things there too uh where you you go and you you touch base with colleagues and it isn't always about basketball sometimes about relationship and those friendships that you have too and just kind of keeping things in balance from that perspective as well thousand percent agree with you buddy thousand percent um i've got two or three other things here tony how many more you got about the same one or two maybe okay uh throw one out there you know, one of the things that we're, we're trying to do right now with the sophomores is chase things down, you know, just <laughs> uniforms and practice jerseys and, and different things like that. Because, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but just wanting to put kind of the the bow on top of the present, if you will, to put the, to put it away. And so just getting those things in there. And I think we're down to about two uniforms and, you know, a handful of practice jerseys and stuff like that. But just trying to make sure that you get all those things taken care of because one of the things that to me that would be that would drive me a little bit batty would be the fact that I'm still, you know, four weeks later trying to chase all this stuff down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's time to put it to bed, so to speak, and get the 2023-24 season put away and then kind of decompress a little bit and then get ready late spring to, to start up back up open gyms, if you will, or if we're getting ready to announce what our summer schedule is. But you want to get this part of it done so that you can move on to the next part down the road once you once you get a little bit of distance and perspective. Yeah, that that was one of the things that I had, Tony. Uh, take care, taking care of your responsibilities. Yeah, you need that downtime. You need to breathe that and and all of that. But also, uh, and this is the way my mind works. I don't want to procrastinate. I want to get it taken care of. So again, get your uniforms, get your practice jerseys in, uh, plan your banquet, get those things taken care of. Uh, if if your uh, administrator asks for inventory, um, you know, get that taken care of. Uh, get your all conference and all state nominations uh, out there and and put out there. Uh, any if you if you're asked by your head coach to do evaluations of your coaching staff, uh, get those taken care of. Uh, again, those are the things. Those those are controllable things that will keep you in the good graces of the people who make more money than you, uh, that are very easily controllable by you. And so, get those things taken care of so that it's like you said, it's not just hanging over you, hanging over you uh, in in that regard. So, um, another thing that I've got here, Tony, um, and, and you and I have, have done this long enough. We're, we're again seasoned and experienced. Um, as you go through it. 
Um, a lot of times what happens during seasons is you don't hear a whole lot. You do this and that. I think one thing uh, that is tough, especially for younger coaches and and, and you know, people who uh, are not as seasoned and experienced as us is, you know, one of the things that you have to prepare yourself for at the end of the year is is stuff coming out of the woodwork. Um, you know, whether that's players, whether that's parents, whether that's uh, administrators, um, you know, just, just having to uh, mentally prepare yourself for uh, stuff that, that comes at you that you had no idea may may or may not have been an issue and and again uh, there's there's times there's there's obviously times where we need to be uh constructively uh criticized and we need to get better at our our jobs you know uh got to hone your craft every day but but there's also going to be times that stuff is thrown at you that you had no idea what was going on or or like we said is uh, sometimes it's just a uh, just a complete fabrication um which is unfortunate uh, and and so I think that for for coaches as you get to the end of the season, I, I think that that is something that um, you know is just an unfortunate part of our job that we put a lot of time, effort, energy into everything that we're doing. Most of us are trying to uh, the vast majority of us are trying to put together a great experience for our players, while also uh, hopefully trying to win some games along the way, and. You know, it it just uh, uh, it, it's unfortunate that uh, those perspectives are are not uh, seen and and uh, you know it's 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 just something that is is an unfortunate situation that we have to deal with in our profession and and I think you have to you know mentally prepare yourself for it. Yeah, you know, you go through with with this and and coaching, teaching. Uh, you know, it seems like pretty much any profession anymore. Um, you you are uh, very susceptible to criticism, and you know you're not going to make everybody happy. I know you mentioned earlier if you want to do that sell ice cream type of stuff, but yeah, it it is very frustrating um, when you pour your heart and soul in it. You know, uh, there's going to be a handful of teams at the end of the year that are happy. A real might be a little bit frustrated or whatever, and you know, you're just a part of dealing with it. And you know, you have to prepare yourself for that, like you said. And unfortunately, in today's uh, coaching climate in the world that we live in, uh, it is hard, you know, and it getting more and more and more difficult to be honest with you as, as time goes on, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one more thing, Tony. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah, I've got, I got one or two more. Okay. Um, the one I was going to touch on too, and it, you kind of a little bit with this one, uh, just, just meeting with those who are your superiors, uh, you know, and get their perspective on what they think and how the season went. You know, my situation, obviously I have a head coach above me and, you know, I, I, I appreciate his feedback, my AD, uh, you know, I appreciate my AD's feedback on stuff. You know, sometimes they, they look at it from a different perspective, you know, the ED does than maybe what I do. And so it's just good to get a different perspective. And, you know, even at an advanced age like I'm at, it's just good to get feedback and try to continue to grow because, you know, I look at it, you're either getting better, you're getting worse. And I definitely don't want to get worse at, at what I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I've got one more thing here, Tony. Um, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, but you also have to start thinking ahead and coordinating your summer plans. Um I try to, 
get that all taken care of by tax day, by April 15th. Okay, we're going to go here on June 2nd. We're going to go here on June 9th. We're going to be here on June 16th and, you know, whatever it may be. And, and to give families uh, as much notice as we possibly can to let them know um, what, what we're going to be doing. Um, and, you know, again, seasoned and experienced, uh, we go back, you know, we host a, a, a shootout at our place. Uh, it's good for us because we get to play that day, but also we get to make some, it's, it's a little bit of a fundraiser for the program. So that's one thing. Um, we will probably go back to a couple of other places, but we also, we always try to do probably one new thing every summer. Uh, we try to do something different every summer. Uh, go to a new place, check out something new, just to break up the monotony of it and and, and see what we got. But I, I think the sooner that you can get your summer schedules put together within reason, uh, the better uh, your program's going to be, uh, and, and the the more relaxed you're going to be. You're not rushing around uh, in in early May trying to finalize everything and who can be here or there. Uh, for me, like I said, I tried to look at tax day, April fifteenth. As okay, I want to have our summer schedule ready to go. Everybody's basically got two months to kind of get all their ducks in a row and make sure we've got everything taken care of, so that we can have as productive a summer as we possibly can. Yeah, and, and mine's my last one was pretty similar to that too. It's kind of dealing with those same things, but also taking a look at your year. Like, hey, you know, our zone offense maybe wasn't what we thought it would be. And then mm-hmm. defensively, you know, I like to do this, but I'm just not sure our personnel fits that. And so just taking time to kind of go through and, you know, not necessarily tearing things down to the studs yet, studs at that time, but just kind of going through from a 10,000 feet viewpoint of things. And then as you get further down after you've kind of decompressed a little bit, maybe do some spring clinics, maybe, uh, you know, begin to sit down with coaches that you respect and, and, and take a look at what type of things do we want to do? Are, are we on the right path or do we need to make some minor adjustments? And so I think those are all important things to do while it's kind of fresh in your mind and then do the heavy lifting a little bit later on. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching. And during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. I know a good clinic, April 27th, Fort Calhoun, yeah. Nebraska, a pen and a napkin, fourth annual clinic, which... Will Europe be there? Will Europe be there? I don't know. Should we ask them right now? Right now. I don't know if they'll be here, but I do know this, and I got to get this taken care of here. Thanks for reminding me, Tony. 
That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Duran Duran is coming to Omaha on May 17th, and I'm going. I am going. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, so uh, I will definitely be getting tickets for that. Very, very excited to see my favorite new wave band of all time. So uh, should be a lot of fun. So excited will you be hungry like a wolf? I I will be a wild boy that 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 day. You know, is that just your reflex talking? No, no. Just be sure to save a prayer for me. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and you know. Please, please tell me now. Is 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 there something I should know? Uh, you know, because I know I'm here on planet Earth, uh, but I, I don't want to be a wild boy or anything like that. So, because um, if I'm a wild boy, there might be a view to a kill somewhere along the way. So, Whoa. yeah, but I don't want to come undone because I just want to live in an ordinary world. This is good. Uh, uh, and my wife has officially got her eyes stuck as she, they're rolled back in her head right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good riff, though. That was. That was. That was. I'm, a, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> you had to roll tonight. <laughs> I've got problems. So uh, this is what happens. I don't have any more film to watch or practice plans or scouts or anything. So this is the stupid stuff I think about. So, all right, Tony, I've got trivia. I don't know if it's my turn or your turn, but it's been a couple weeks and we couldn't remember. And I think I had more free time than you did today. So I thought I'd come up with a trivia question. So here is this week's trivia. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready to get another one wrong. (laughs) Okay. Caitlin Clark. All-time Division One women's basketball scoring leader. Uh, got the record against Michigan. Uh, thought we were going to see it when we saw her play at Pinnacle Bank uh, last week, but then the, the Hawks kind of, you know, kind of had a turd in the punch bowl, so to speak, uh, yeah. there in the fourth quarter. And, and, Old uh, box and one, threw him for a loop. Yeah, yeah. It was a good – hats off to Amy Williams. Uh, big win for them, so uh, – but 3,540-some points or whatever it is and change for uh, Caitlin Clark. There are three college basketball players in history that have scored more points than Caitlin Clark. Can you name them, Tony? Pistol P. That is one. I want to say Lynette Woodard. That is two. <laughs> and I cannot remember the other one right now. Okay. Doggone. If you got it, I would I would walk to Cedar Rapids and and say that's that's quite amazing. That's impressive. Uh, not as impressive as knowing Merlin Olson, but impressive. You know, a guy by the magician. name a guy by the name of Antoine Davis from the University oh, yeah, of Detroit. Mike Davis's son. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, old he, coach at Indiana. Yep. He finished three points behind Pistol Pete in his career. So. Huh. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy statistics. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that was the trivia question for the week, Tony. So, uh, you got two of them. That's really good. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Okay. Like Meatloaf said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you're, you're just a bat out of hell tonight. <laughs> I am, I am, by the dashboard light. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk. Uh, I don't know. Let's do this. How about that? 
All right, this week in basketball, Tony, let's lead with this one. Handshake lines, should we get rid of them? You know, there's a part of me that's like, I think it's a good lesson to, you know, to do that, to learn to get your emotions under control and shake your opponent's hand. But man, you take a look at what's been going on lately and it's like, are we just asking for trouble and continuing to do them? And or do we need to learn to be better? Now, I, I don't know. I, I used to be on the very staunchly both feet in the let's learn to be better camp. Yeah. And now I'm starting to go, are we just, you know, kind of like smacking the hornet's nest and, and living with the consequences? Yeah. I, I am kind of the same way, Tony. I, I, I feel like um, we should be better. I know uh, I, I, I have one uh regretful thing that 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 I'm fully responsible for in my career um where kind of got into it with another coach in, in the line I I thought they ran it up on us I thought they were trying to embarrass us uh and I let them know and um you know should I have done that probably not uh in the heat of the moment um when you're still getting pressed up 35 points with two minutes left to go in the game that's that's the that's pretty pretty uh bitter pill to swallow uh it's it's hard for me not to say something and i and i I did it in defending my kids and defending the integrity of the game you know Mm -hmm. um type of a thing um but we should be better um it's it's it is frustrating you lose a tough game you lose a close game uh, believe me, it was hard last Thursday night uh, to to go through that handshake line, just knowing that our season was ending and my kids had played really, really hard. We just hadn't played well. Uh, it, it's not not anybody's fault, uh, but you you still have to to try and take the high road. Um, but again, you know, I don't know. It, it, sometimes I think like it it, it may be better, or, you know, or. I, it's you just you just hate to see it happen, regardless. Um, and especially this time of year, again, when when do most of these incidents happen? They happen in February. People are tired. People yep. are frustrated. People are uh, upset about different things. They've been on the grind for a long time, and and so that's you know in in my mind, I think it's un, it's unfortunate, but I also think that. Um, it's 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 just one of the byproducts of uh, of the season. Um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, and it, it doesn't. It sounds like that, but uh, you know, it's it is unfortunate that it does happen, and it's always magnified when it does happen somewhere else. And so, um, I don't know. I, I I think that there's there's still a good place for it. I still think we we are responsible for being really really good role models and. Um, you, you handle winning with humility and losing with grace. And and you've, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And we're supposed to be transformational leaders. Um, we're supposed to show our our players uh, a, a very solid example. And so um, I I still think there is a place for it. I just think we have to do better. Yeah, and. Hopefully, uh, you know, I just know cooler heads can prevail, but I know a lot of times we get trash talking going on. It's the end of somebody's career, and yeah. Yeah. Just things, not not good things happen sometimes at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, just tough losses. 
yeah, you know, just 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 tough just tough losses. So, um, Tony, how do we fix the All Star game? It's a great question. You know, you've got players who look at it as a time to kind of enjoy themselves a little bit, and you have a viewing company and um, a brand, if you will, that expects a little bit better. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't think you do the crazy thing like baseball where you make it, uh, whoever wins gets the home court advantage in the finals or whatever. Um, do you put more money, you know, one side gets more money if they win, but I mean, they already make tens of millions. I, I don't know, but you take a look at the, you know, the, the play in tournament in Las Vegas, it sure seemed like money motivated them. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the cure-all to this is just money. You know, uh, here's how many players do you have? Uh, 12, let's say there's, is there still 12 on a roster? 12 each side, I think. Yep. You win, you get a million dollars a piece. You can't tell me, I, again, I hate to sound like this, I sound like a rich public school teacher, but you can't. You are. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, 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 I'm just loaded, you know. Uh, <laughs> but... You can't tell me that, you know, the NBA can't find $12 million. Say your team wins, you get $12 million. You know, make it make it about $13 million. If, if, if your team wins, you get a million dollars. If your team loses, you get $100,000 or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. we're still going to make the trip worth your while. You know, um, that, I think, would motivate people to, to, to play hard. And it is an exhibition game, um, but... You know, again, I'm I'm going to sound like the old guy yelling at the clouds sitting on my front porch here, but you, you didn't have to motivate Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and 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 that generation of of players to really get after it in an All Star game. It was just a, a little bit of a personal pride to it, um, and to me, that's that's kind of where it is in 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 my opinion. Yeah, money money probably is is the solution. Yeah. So, uh, last thing here, Tony, uh, second half storylines for the NBA. Uh, what are we looking at here? Uh, things are kicking up again. Uh, the Celtics have a commanding lead in the Eastern conference. The, the bucks are trying to get some stuff figured out, but they've kind of, I don't, I don't know if they're taking two steps forward or two steps back to take four steps forward here under doc rivers. Uh, the Knicks are playing well in the Eastern Conference. Of course, Joel Embiid, since the last time I, we talked, I think he's gone under the knife. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are really, really hot, but they're not playing any good teams right now. In the West, uh, kind of crazy to think that the two top teams are Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Uh, what are you looking for in the in the NBA here in the second half, buddy? You know, some of those veteran teams, uh, you know, out West primarily, like, if Golden State or the Lakers were to match up with the two that you mentioned, Oklahoma City or Minnesota, would the savvy veterans have the advantage there and knock off the the up-and-comers, if you will? Mm-hmm. And then for me in the East, I think the Boston juggernaut, you know, I, I just don't see anybody challenge them. I, I don't. Um, like you said, Cleveland's hot, but yeah, they're playing, you know, basically expansion teams and then as far as milwaukee goes i just i the dame lillard fit doesn't work with them uh losing drew was was a big big loss that i think that they kind of uh 
underestimated. underestimated, And Dame just doesn't play defense. And Joel is really, really good, but I don't know if they have enough around him right now. They're going to have to, in my opinion, make a move in the offseason to get up to Boston's level. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Porzingis stays healthy, uh, I think it's Boston's to lose in the in the Eastern Conference. I really don't. I really don't see that. I mean, just those 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 five guys: Derek White, Drew Holiday, Tatum Brown, and Porzingis. I mean, they're just so diversified, uh, so so solid on defense. Um, I mean, they're 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 just they're just really really good and uh you know i i I think that some teams can maybe make it a little bit interesting i think boston and new york um in a eastern conference semifinals would be intriguing uh i don't think new york has enough uh to to overcome them but uh you know i i think that i i i think the western conference I, I think there's just a bunch of good teams. I don't think there's a great team. I don't think you could put Minnesota or Oklahoma City as a great team. I think there is. I think there is one great starting five, and that's Denver's starting five. And I think that yeah. they're kind of, you know, pacing themselves a bit uh, to a degree. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of really good teams. I think Boston is the best team in the league, and if they stay healthy, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I I think other teams can beat them. I think the Clippers could beat them. Uh, you can never mm-hmm. say never. I think the Clippers are really coming on here. Uh, Denver is the defending champs. Uh, Minnesota seems to fi- have found a, a a magic formula here that's working for them. And uh, but I I just think that right now I think Boston's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, out west I would easily take the Clippers and Denver over. Uh, the T-Wolves and, and Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City is a year or two away from, from being a big-time threat. Yeah, um, They need a few more pieces and experience, but, but they're, they're coming. Yeah. They're coming, no doubt about that. Yep. Episode 74, dealing with the end of the year, things to think about at the end of the season here. Uh, Tony and I just uh, went through a bunch of stuff. Tony, anything uh, anything you want to wrap up with, buddy? My, my best piece of advice would just be to take some time, um, yeah. you know, get yourself back to normal because it's, it's not normal to be this focused on, on one thing for the amount of time that we are, yeah. uh, but get some, get yourself back to normal and then, then go through and begin to, to make those, those big decisions as far as things go. Um, but, but congratulations to everybody. I mean, doing what you do, uh, putting in the hours that you put in for the pay that you do it for. Um, you know, you obviously have a, have a good heart to do what you do. Um, and, and just congratulations everybody, but yeah, get yourself back to normal and then get ready for that 2024, 2025 season. Yep. Absolutely, buddy. So, well, Hey, good luck. Uh, keep things rolling here. We'll, we'll talk next week. And I, uh, so you, if you win tomorrow, you play tomorrow night, right, Tony? Yeah, we play tomorrow night at home. If we win tomorrow night, then we play uh, the game to go to state on Tuesday of next week uh, at the powerhouse here in Cedar Rapids against the winner of North Scott and Lenmar. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, keep the train rolling, buddy. Uh, keep it keep it going in the right direction. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully next week when we talk, you're you're you've just got a fresh uh, fresh piece of nylon in your hand from cutting down the nets. That'd be awesome. So. 
So yeah, uh, time. Yep. Uh, episode seventy-four. Uh, working through things at the end of the season here. Things to think about. Uh, a lot of it's common sense, but hopefully Tony and I threw some things at you that uh, uh, that you haven't thought about, and and uh, we'll help you out. So uh, if you need anything, you know how to get a hold of us. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we'll be back with an interview on Monday, and and should be really good. So coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day 